Welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner. I believe in the power of sharing our experiences and knowledge with others, and when we do, we are creating ripples of impact around us. Each week, get ready for intimate personal shares, honest, relatable conversations, aha moments, and so much more. This space was designed to create empowerment, inspiration, community, and provide guidance to elevate those around us. I am so excited to have you here. Get ready and let's start creating ripples. Hello and welcome to the Creating Ripples podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Zahner, and today I am chatting with Serena Abalian. I wanted to say that right away before I butchered it, so we got that out of the way. Thank goodness. (laughs) I'm super excited for her and I to be connecting. She is another wonderful guest that was sent to me by Nikki Norenberg, and I'm so grateful to her for just seriously setting me up with some incredible people to share their stories and who are so willing to be vulnerable and get real and talk about, you know, the hardships and the challenges. And that's what life is, right? Like it's not this beautiful filtered thing that it comes off to be for many. We all experience bumps along the way. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about reminding people we're not alone in what we're going through. And I'm really looking forward to having Serena share with all of you her personal story and just the lessons that she's experienced and the things that she's learned um, along the way. So Serena, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here and to be one of Nikki's recommended guests that like (laughs) literally makes my heart explode. So thank you. I love it. So let's kind of like dive right in. Tell me about yourself and what led you to where you are today. I know you have your own podcast and you do some of your own business work. And so just kind of talking about that. And we were chatting before we started recording about, you know, where you're feeling right now. So maybe kind of going back to the beginning of the idea of launching something and moving forward and whatever you started experiencing that, and then kind of the continuum and to where you are now. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm so honored by the timeliness of this podcast because it's like the first one that I'll be on in like this last year of just shedding so much skin. I literally just feel like I'm like naked, just like bare bones right now. So um, I'm excited to, I'm excited to be vulnerable and, and share my whole story. So I am a storyteller and I'll start from the beginning. Um, I'm a born and raised actor. So I've done professional theater since I was a little girl. And that's always been like my heart and soul. And, you know, as everyone knows, right, we get thrust into this big, beautiful world. That's just this massive oyster. And we get distracted by so many things and we fall in love with so many things and we get heartbroken by so many things. And, and we go along that like bumpy roller coaster of a ride, um, trying to what I've seen in my life and the people closest to me, like striving to find like purpose, like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to be? What do other people think I'm supposed to do and be, and being a, you know, people pleaser back in the day, like it was always, you know, what do my parents want me to be? What can I be for them? How can I make a million dollars? How can I make them never have to, you know, work another day in their lives? Uh, I mean, I'm first generation born in the States. Um, I'm Armenian. So it's, it's always been like this, like big thing that I carried. Um, And I've worked every single job you could possibly imagine (laughs) in my head, at least Um, I, you know, changed my major three or four times in college and just kind of felt like almost the best way to describe it is, 
is like if you were to think of life as like a Mario, like Super Mario Brothers game, like as an analogy, and and you're just like hopping from like one, you know, level and one island to the next, like trying to figure out like who the heck you are, what your superpowers are, like what that mushroom does, where that pipe leads. Um, and for me, like the truth and honesty of it is like it's been so messy. And you know, I'm presenting myself to you today with no title because I just really haven't found one that resonates with me at all. And I've spent this last year, I mean, it's been my whole life, right? Trying to find identity. It's a topic we talk about a lot. And yet one that's never been taught to us in a way for us to be able to actually find it and and like, you know, journey through identity ourselves. Um, And so it feels so freeing, terrifying, but also freeing to be able to confidently say like, you know, I'm not just a coach. I'm not just a podcast host. I'm not just a friend and a dot. You know what I mean? Like we're all of these things. We're all encompassing beings. And in this last year, I started my own mindset coaching business, became an entrepreneur, was living that laptop life, moved to Austin, Texas. I love it here. Um, I'm from the East coast. I'm from Boston originally. And, you know, I was doing great. And then I had some, you know, poor months as an entrepreneur and then great and had these super cool clients Had some clients I didn't like some, you know what I mean? It was just, it's a hodgepodge. It's entrepreneurship. It's business. It's never easy. Um, but what I didn't realize going into it was that I didn't realize like the, the magnitude of, that's not even the right word. Let me take that back. I didn't realize like who I had to become in order to like sell the thing and be that per be the person, right. That's, that's on Instagram. That's doing that thing. That is the entrepreneur that walks into the bar. And when people ask, what do you do? Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I didn't know all of the things that were required to, to say that and to show up in that space. And what I mean by that is at least in, in the world that I worked in, right. It's like the online space, as you and I both know, there are filters, they're unfiltered. And even those of us who try to be as unfiltered as possible still kind of fall into this trap of dimming our light or, you know, adjusting ourselves or compromising ourselves in order to make ends meet or to make a sale work or to make that client, you know, just like really want to be with you or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, we're always striving for something outside of ourselves. And what ended up happening for me in this last year and more so in the last four or five months is, I, my business began to decline. My mental health began to decline and like my physical health began to decline, right? Like all the three things that we just like need to survive. Um, and no matter how much I tried to like juggle all of them, it was almost like, I felt like I was like this waitress at a restaurant that had all these tables that needed all of my attention. And I like only had two arms to like carry all of these plates. And like, I, they just all kept falling. And when I would turn over to clean pick or pick one up, another one fell. And whether you want to call it burnout, or you just want to call it like just hitting a wall and like this fatigue. And I, I would joke with my friends. I was like, guys, I think I'm narcoleptic. I'm falling asleep at 10 AM. Like, this is not normal. You know, I'm 24. Like I should not be doing this. <laughs> um, and all this sort of stuff. And it just came to a point where I, I really had to get super real with myself. And I was like, where, how did we get here again? Right. Like that was my big, like on my knees, like super embarrassed, like genuinely super embarrassed, super feeling like a failure, just like, how how did we get here again? I thought I figured this out when I graduated college. I thought I figured this out two years ago. I thought I figured this out last year. You know, like I thought I had my ducks in a row 
And here I am staring blankly at, you know, this Instagram or staring blankly at my clients on zoom and just feeling so empty. And I was like, how, how can I feel so empty? I have an apartment on my own. I have a puppy. I have friends. I have the sun. I live in Austin. Like, you know, why, like, what, what is it? Like, how am I so unfulfilled or just whatever? And it was this inner turmoil that's lasted me the last four or five months. That's literally just felt like shedding and giving my permission, giving myself permission to shed all of these paradigms and versions of myself. And like the ways that I've like conformed to other, other people's desires and wishes, whether they were, you know, spiritual coaches or business coaches, I ended up, you know, closing contracts with a lot of people I didn't resonate with. Even in my dating life, I like ended everything with everybody. I was like, I, none of this resonates with me. Like I'm just lying to myself. And I find myself here now very much so feeling like my head is finally above the water, really leaning into everything that I knew in my core, like my mini me, like my inner child just wanted me to like be and become and live through. And now it's been this like very slowly day-to-day process of like reprogramming myself to lean into my mini me and like lean into my truth as scary and terrifying and as like limiting as it feels, um, and away from all of the shoulds and the, the sales and the, all the things that are being pitched to me, um, to really get quiet and go like, what, what matters to me at my core? How can I feel safe in this experience? And then leaning into how can I serve? How can I show up? Um, and if you haven't been able to tell from my 20 minute intro of myself, I'm like the biggest chatty Kathy. Like I know I was put on this earth to talk and to tell stories. And I've done that since I was a little girl and it's been, it's been just this wild ride of coming home to myself. It's truly the best way to describe it. Coming home to myself and squirming in all of the the discomfort that is being fully seen and fully vulnerable in that. And yet realizing that when you do that, I have had the biggest amount of support and people messaging me, FaceTiming me, you know, DMing me saying, oh my God, thank you so much for sharing that. That's exactly how I've been feeling. You know, I've been feeling the same thing in my own business or as a mom or as a daughter or whatever, right? I've been feeling that, that pressure to be something that I'm not, to conform to the way that like this world is like making me feel like I have to, to work and operate and and feel and love. And I'm going to stand here and say, I have no idea like what the fuck tomorrow has, right? Like I don't, I genuinely don't know, Um, but I'm becoming okay with that. And I, and I, and I want to kind of welcome that space to be like, you can be an and sort of person, you know, you can be all of the things you can be, you know, the duality that is life. You can be soft and hard and, and all the things you can be a Jill of all trades. I remember when I first started my business, that's how I would introduce myself on other people's podcasts. Oh, like I'm a Jill of all trades. You know, I did it. I dabble in all these sorts of things. And, you know, I had these coaches come along that were like, you need to niche and be super narrow. And, um, you know, you have to decide what you are that one thing, you know, and like go into it and like have your title, but people love me and love you and everybody listening for exactly as who they are with all of their quirks and all parts of themselves and find them the most relatable because of that. Like why, why is the real housewives of all of the cities so famous and popular? They literally add no value to our life. 
Like we don't like literally sit there to go and learn something from them. We love them and we're like attracted to them for so many different reasons, but it's all from that messy place of being human. The Kardashians are the same thing. Even like Chip and Joanna Gaines of like the Magnolia Network, like they're the same. Like, yes, we learn like how to build a home and stuff, but we just love seeing their messy, fun nature of what it is to be a family or, you know, husband and wife running a business. Um, and so to, to kind of end my, my rant and ramble, it's like, this be this beautiful journey of like the roller coaster. Literally, if I'm thinking of ripples, like literally, I just feel like I've been learning how to surf in my in my so far short short time on this earth, um, and it's been beautiful and so painful all at the same time. But so worth it, and I would do it all over again just to come back to this place. Um, but it really has been so serendipitous because uh, I haven't shared this with you yet. But I was thinking to myself over the last couple of weeks as. I've been leaning into this shift so much more. And I was like, I just want to go back to what I wanted to do. And I just want to talk. I just want to share story and I want to, you know, inspire action and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, I need to get back to my basics, which was podcasting and getting back on podcasts and meeting people. And literally that same day, you sent me a message and you reached out and I was like, okay, like, thank you for all the signs. Like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Um, so for that, at the very least, I'm so incredibly grateful, um, that you're letting me share, share with you. Mm -hmm. Yay. I love that. And I love the synchronicity of that, of you recognizing like, okay, what is my truth and what feels aligned with me? And that's speaking, and then for us to be able to connect literally that day, I, I things like that are always so awesome. And I love hearing that. Yes. And one thing that I, as you were talking about, you know, like, why do we love watching other humans? It's because it reminds us that we all are human, right? It shows that like, nobody actually is perfect. It's real. It's raw. It's unfiltered. And that's what people crave. Like sometimes we just want to watch I can't speak from it because I do not watch Real Housewives, but my friends that do and like that watch The Bachelor, it's very much like, yeah, I, I know it's shitty TV. They're like, but it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me that like, we're all a little crazy and messed up. And like, it makes me feel a little more normal. <laughs> yes. And so I think like that's, there's such a huge piece of that. And I... I, I love that because I hadn't thought about it in the way that you were talking about it is it kind of allows all of us to feel like, okay, well, how can I start to show up and like be fully seen and be a little bit more vulnerable and be messy because that is human. And that's, you know, going to humanize this life that we're on. We're all figuring things out and nobody's living a perfect life. And as entertaining as it is to watch people on TV, like, why not put our guard down a little bit and just connect real like mano y mano with the people that we like do life with day to day and let the filters drop and like go unfiltered and speak out what you're feeling. And, you know, as I was hearing your story, there's a lot of different things that I want to touch on, but for you, one thing that I'm curious on is when did you start to pick up on or start to recognize that maybe things were feeling disaligned with where you wanted to go and what you wanted to do with your life. Absolutely. For me, and it, I always find this is the way, is that when you stop 
taking care of yourself. That's like the biggest indicator. That one's almost like the too late sort of one, not too late, but the like later in the game sort of symptom, like a milder symptom, I would say is like when you kind of start taking certain things that were important to you, like priorities, like off your schedule. Right. And they stop becoming your priority, whether that's, um, something as simple as like, oh no, like every, you know, Sunday I always make time like to go to church or to like have my girls group or something. And you start making excuses for that or whatever. Um, and then that just kind of, um, like snowballs into, and this will be examples for myself, like snowballs into like, oh, you haven't showered for two weeks. Like that's kind of interesting choice for you to make considering that's like not you, you know, or like your gym hasn't seen you in a week and you're usually there five times a week. Like, Hmm. You know, like, let's think about that. Or the fact that like, I used to be the girl as my one, one of the only degree I have, but like one of the majors, what I graduated with was environmental sustainability and like law, justice and arts. Um, so for example, one of my biggest, you know, pillars in my life and values has always been like organic produce, cooking for myself, zero waste or as minimal waste as possible, all that sort of stuff. And now you will find me nowhere near being vegan, getting like meals prepped, all the food, like the, the vegetables in my fridge, like go bad, whether that's my fault or the grocery, I don't know, but probably my fault. And those sorts of things are so out of alignment with like my pure values and what, you know, my favorite version of myself would do that. That's when I was like, oh my God, I've become the person I told myself I would never become like that's how I knew that. And to me, the food one was actually one of the biggest ones for me. I was like, I just keep drinking coffee because I love coffee. Um, and there's no food going into my system. And the food that is going into my system is not this like high vibrational makes me feel good. I prepped it with my own hands. There was love and intention in it. Like if you tell me to cook a meal, I'm like, Oh my God, what a waste of an hour. But before I'd be like, put the music on, let's get the apron on, let's romanticize this, let's call my sister on FaceTime, let's cut the vegetable, you know what I mean? Like it was that. And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, throughout time, you know, over months and months, it became, I would only go into my kitchen to grab a protein bar and then run out. Mm. That, that is something to, to be mindful of for sure. So when you started to recognize those things within yourself, what did you start to do to get yourself back in alignment? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, the brutal honesty of it to like put a mirror up to myself is like, I ignored it for a very long time as which I think many of us do. Exactly. Right. And like, I'm not, you know, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm the coach that's supposed to help you. And I'll be like, Oh, do as, do as I say, not as I do. Um, which of course is so out of alignment and integrity, but so many of us are living that way. Anyways, I digress. Um, no, it, it took me a while. It, it genuinely did. I started to make excuses, right? That's like the first thing that we do is like denial. I'm like, well, just cause I'm busy in this season right now, I'll get back to it, you know, or again, I go to the grocery store, spend like $200 on vegetables and then let them all just rot in my fridge. Um, and then not, this is bad guys. Not only would I let it like rot, I like, wouldn't even throw it away because there was so much shame attached to it. Right. Like this, like literally this sort of stuff, like you peel through so much of your own, like wounded inner child trauma. Like, it's so funny to think that your fridge can trigger you. My fridge triggers me (laughs) because it's, it's a direct mirror and reflection of me not taking care of myself. And it's one of those where it takes my mom getting worried about me. You know what I mean? Or my my friends being like, have you even eaten today? Um, 
to really call me out on that. But with the practices that I have been able to keep, like, you know, journaling is one that, that thank God I I've been able to ground myself in enough that I've gone, you know, I'll dip my toes back into it here and there, regardless of how much I fall off the bandwagon, um, where I really do sit down with myself and just get really pure and honest. And I'm like, okay, this, this isn't, this isn't working. This isn't serving me. This feels like a two out of a 10 in my body. Like this doesn't feel good. And all I ever say is like, it's just a baby step because what happens is, and this is like, I don't know, like the specific science around it, but what, what happens is, you know, we're on this go-go and these habits start to trickle off. Right. Um, you know, we're on this roller coaster. If you want to think I'm always an analogy girl. So we're on this roller coaster and like nuts and bolts are starting to like go off as we like increase our speed. And you can't just, I mean, when that happens and the whole thing kind of breaks and falls down or whatever it is, like you don't all of a sudden just get like a brand new, you know, ride for your roller coaster. You have to go in and like screw every nut and bolt a little bit tighter. Maybe you upgrade some certain ones. And so for me, it was giving myself so much grace, right? Cause there's so much shame that comes up in that. How did I let myself get here? What are other people going to think of me? I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. I'm so lazy. Right. We hear those intrusive thoughts over and over again, that inner bully. And, and all it truly is, is like, start with a cup of water. Like that's what I tell myself. I was like, just start with a glass of water. I was like, can we just get back to drinking more water, right? Like one small thing at a time that we think is so easy, but when you get that far out of alignment, even just drinking a glass of water sometimes feels like the hardest thing you do all day, right? And you start there, you know, whether it's, oh my God, I haven't been to the gym in forever. Okay. So maybe you don't go to the gym on Monday. Maybe you just put your workout clothes on and go for a walk, right? And that it's just, it's just getting back that like energetic potential of momentum to get you back into those things from a place of compassion. Cause when we do it from a place of bullying, we think, oh, it's discipline. It's David Goggins. Just do the hard thing. Just, just grind and hustle. And I'm like, nah, that's, you're bullying yourself. They're two very different voices. There's like a tough love, encouraging sort of voice that goes, no, you got this. You can do this versus you have to do this. How could you not? you were, you know what I mean? Like it's, it sounds different. It, yeah. So baby steps, sustainability, baby steps. I think that's a really important point that you're talking about is like recognizing your inner voice and how you speak to yourself. And something that's helpful for me is that I've been working on when I find like my inner voice being negative or hard on myself. I ask, okay, pause, Alex, is this something you would say to a friend? Like, would you talk to your friend like that? No. Okay, cool. Don't talk to yourself like that then either. And I love the Mm -hmm. idea around like being compassionate with yourself. It is very different than like the, if you don't do it, you're a failure versus like, when I do this, how do I feel? I'm going to feel better. And I wholeheartedly agree with like starting small, like have you heard of like smart goals before? So like smart mm-hmm. goals, mm-hmm. you know, like in where we're in a oftentimes where we get so hyper-focused on like months out, like where we want to be, like, let's say you want to start a business. It's like, I want to launch a business that makes this amount of revenue. Okay, cool. Well, there's a lot of steps that need to go into place 
before that. So like, what are small little things that you can do to get you a little bit closer to that goal? And I think your example of like having a cup of water is like the perfect place to start because maybe you've realized all you drink all day long is coffee. All those little things add up over time. And so when you started to, you know, recognize, you know, that feeling of emptiness that you referred to in the beginning, when you were talking about kind of your journey and stuff Mm -hmm. and realizing like, okay, I got to get back above the water. I need to kind of reprogram and get back to myself and come home to me. How did that process look for you? Oh my gosh. Um, it was a lot of me just like being on my knees, like literally just begging to some higher power, uh, genuinely, right? Like it wasn't pretty. <laughs> um, and, and it didn't, it didn't involve these, you know, retreats or these crazy, crazy meditative practices or whatnot. And, and those are all beautiful. And I've done them all before. Right. It was, it was truly just me on my knees, like letting myself cry and mourn the parts of myself that were no longer required of me. Right. Because the part of me who built this business to where she was and who was working tirelessly to strive for this version of herself, this vision of herself, like I needed to sit and like gracefully grieve that girl because she, she was doing it out of pure love and determination. Right. Um, and it's not her fault that it led to this um, misalignment. It's not her fault that it led to any of this sort of stuff. Um, cause she was just doing what she thought was right. And, and that's, and that's how we all are. You know, I, I look at the world very much. So through an inner child lens is we're all just like little kids trying to figure it out. <laughs> like, you know, why do we joke about adulting all the time? It's because nobody has a clue what they're doing. Um, and so for me, it looked like, a lot of crying, a lot of, a lot of anger and frustration towards myself, right? Like, again, a lot of that, um, guilt and shame and how could I waste this much money on coaches or, you know, how could I keep telling people I'm going to launch this and that, and then not falling through on it. Like it was a lot of really becoming soft and like quiet and loving on myself. Um, you know, I've been working since I was five years old, basically, whether it was in theater or at a restaurant or in school or as a nanny or what, or whatever. And for the first time in my life, I've let myself just sit on the couch all day long. And I have never let myself really do that. And so that's my journey. And my story was, that's what it looked like for me, right? I'm a very masculine driven person. And, and, and I became that way from a very young age. And so for me, it was like an exploration of what it's like to just let go and just enjoy the sun on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, and to tell people no, and to cancel and to reschedule podcasts if I needed to. And I didn't feel like I was up to that task today. Right. It was a, it was a journey of just learning how for the first time ever to like truly honor myself. Um, and it didn't look pretty. It still doesn't look pretty. You know, I went to like worship night at my church the other night and I was like, oh, it's gonna be so much fun. Like we're all gonna sing like rah, rah. Okay, cool. Um, and I get there and it's just like these um, like emotional waves, like one after the other, you know, like I'm on my knees, I'm, I'm jumping up for joy. Like it was just all like experiencing the entire spectrum of emotions. And, you know, I'm upset at one time at God or myself. And then the next moment I'm like, oh, but it's okay. You got my back. Right. Like it's, it's just so much inner turmoil. Um, and it still is that way, you know, like even like hours before hopping on this with you, I was like, wow, I really hope, 
you know, that, that she can hold the space for me and doesn't think I'm crazy for, for going through the things that I'm going through and not wanting to have a title, like, right. Like we're still leaning into all parts of ourselves and it's been messy, but it's been so beautiful because I've had so many gifts come out of it. And what I mean by that is not like monetary gifts, like in all honesty, like I've had to ask for support financially, right? Cause like I invested in all these coaches, nothing came from it. So here we are. And that's been extremely embarrassing to me. Um, and very much so feel like a failure, but in other ways I have met incredible human beings, just absolutely incredible human beings, um, that I know I would not have met if I had not come to these mm-hmm. places of, you know, being like, just very like the, the, just like dropping into my humility as much as possible. Um, and that journey again has been beautiful. Um, and, and really getting into the truth of like who the heck I want in my life and around me and all that sort of stuff has been, um, a double-edged sword. Cause it's had, I've had to have very difficult conversations, but I also feel the most free, the most calm and the most at peace than I've ever felt in my entire life. Mm. You know, as you're, that last part of like the freeing part, I think it can be really scary to kind of restart and start over. And in the end though, like you said, it's so freeing. And, you know, I feel like when we're able to recognize that things are out of whack or we're not being true to ourselves, it's really scary to go against the grain and to do things a different way or to even like shift how we've always shown up. Um, For me, as you were talking, what I'm thinking of is I was like a big partier growing up and I've now been sober for seven years. And so it's like, that was like a huge part of like who I was. And when I realized like that part of me needed to go or like, I love the word shedding. Like you've been talking about, I needed to shed that. That was when I was able to actually be feeling like this weight had lifted off of me because I was actually living so out of alignment in living in a way that I felt like I was supposed to. And as you were hearing that story, like, I think many of us can relate to that, but it's hard sometimes to recognize that. So I loved the points that you made earlier on of just like, are your values like out of whack? And sometimes it takes longer to figure those things out. But once you do, it really is freeing. And that's why I love having this podcast is because it reminds people like, it's scary. It's hard. It's challenging. It's going to be emotional. Like it's not going to be like, well, I'm going to go follow my values and live in alignment. And it's going to be like this, like feeling it's going to be fucking hard. And I I just, I loved what you were saying of just like this freeness. And um, when you were talking about, you know, learning to honor yourself, I think that's so important boundaries and the word kind of simplicity came up for me as you were talking of just like when you're living in your truth, it almost feels simple, if that makes sense. And because you, you don't have to think about anything. You're just like, this is me. But like, think about when you're showing up in a way that you feel like you're supposed to, you kind of like think in your head, okay, well, like, how do, how do they want me to respond? Or how do they want me to do this? But when you just like 
word vomit, that's when it feels like the best and it's scary, but it's like true to you. And that's what we need to do more of. Just like, let it out. Don't filter it, be yourself. And the people that are like drawn to that will come to you. And the people that are like, nope, not for me. Cool. You don't want them in your life anyway. I was going somewhere with this. I just went off on a little tangent, but okay, here we go. (laughs) So when you're talking about the not having a title, (laughs) I'm so for that as well. And like the not niching down. I actually had a conversation with Nikki about this because I have some things that I want to do on my heart, but I don't want to do them for a certain group of people because I truthfully believe anybody can benefit from them. And so this idea of like not having a title, I'm all for, because I think like, personally, we are our own title. We are our own identity. Like no one role, no one job defines who we are. Um, And that was something that I personally came to realize when I became a mom. And I'm curious for you, like, how did you start to come into that like mindset? Because I think it is hard for people to let go of the title, but really the title doesn't tell us anything about who you are. Uh, At the end of the day, like we kind of are, I mean, people like know us by who we are, not by a title. And so how did you come to like make that shift? Yeah. Well, honestly, I've always felt that like truly deeply in my core, um, you know, and, and now that I'm kind of reflecting back on it, it could even be almost like a, a middle finger to like the, the, the industry I grew up in, in theater, uh, because when I was performing, um, I very much so felt like, um, boxed in and I, I forgot just the phrase just escaped me, but, um, oh, I forgot what it is. So we, we have a, like, we have a phrase, uh, in, in the, in the performance industry and whatnot of just, oh, being typecast. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I, I was being typecast all the time, right? I was only getting called in for these, like, which only, but only getting called in for like these princess roles or these very like high, um, hyper high energy roles that just like, you know, take the show by a tornado and like, and that, that was all, that was all I was ever called in for. Right. And it's, you know, I say that with so much gratitude because I've played incredible roles on like incredible stages and gotten incredible accolades for it. And it's been fun. Right. But to me, I was like, but, but I'm more than just that. I'm more than just, you know, the, the Pinocchio, the Pippi Longstocking, the bell, the, um, Joe March and little women. Like I'm more than all of that, you know, like I want to be, um, you know, the, 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 I'm trying to think of a, a role right now, but anyways, um, just some, just something different, right? Like I was like, I want to be pushed and challenged and I want to do more and I want to feel more and do all of those things. So even as a kid, I was just like, I love this, but I think there's more here. Um, and it was one of those where it wasn't really until I went to, um, college that, I just, I, the whole world expanded in front of me, like just blew up in my face. And I was like, wait, there's like the person who just does like the lighting for this one, like scene is, is a job. You know what I mean? Or I was like, wait, you can like work at an advertising agency and just do like the copy, like just make sure that the words sound good together. I was like, that's a job. Right. And I was just like, whoa, like my whole brain was just like blasted through the roof. And for someone who's like a multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate, like I can learn really quickly sort of thing. And like, like I'm a sponge. Um, it was 
the best and worst thing that could ever happen, right? Because it led me to this like, ah, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just this like crazy kid that just wants to do everything and like get super messy in it. But at the same time, it's also made me the most well, well-rounded person because I have dabbled in all these different things. But to get more specific into your question, you know, um, I, 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 was, I was never in a friend group. No one could ever pin, pin me down. No one could ever really say, um, you know, you know, when, when you were even saying it before, I wanted to say this so this perfect that it kind of comes back around, but like when other people think of you and they introduce you to someone else, right. Or are they talking about you when you're not in the room? I'm positive. Every single person is going to have a different way of describing it. The first three words they use to describe you are going to be different, which makes sense, right? Like you, you would want that to a degree and your mom is going to introduce you one way. Your husband is going to introduce you a different way. Like your best friend, you know, for seven years is going to introduce you one way, you know, versus like your employee, like whatever that is, right? Because you are an ever-changing person and you do wear so many hats. And the problem for me was like, you said, you're like, but I want to serve everybody. People are like, yeah, well, you can do that later. I was like, but why? I want to do it now, <laughs> you know? And there is, there's beauty in niching and there's beauty in being specific. And there's beauty in that. There's beauty in, I, you know, I, I tell my friends all the time, I was like, oh, I just wish I was a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. So if I wanted to be a doctor, I would just know all the steps to life and I would just follow them through. And I would go up to people and I'd be like, I'm a doctor, right? Like how easy. Um, but I know deep down within me that I would be doing my own self and whatever entity created me the biggest disservice by putting myself in a box and by, you know, trying to fit who I am into the little white part of the, you know, hello, my name is sort of label. And from there, I was just like, you know, why not? Like, why, why can't we, right? Like get that inner child back in. And, and she would look at me and be like, why, like, why can't we be all of the things and say, and say that, you know? And so, and I really want this to be something like actionable to kind of take away for anyone who's listening is really to sit down into the fear that's coming up when we talk about this sort of thing. Cause that's the only thing stopping us truly is, is a deep, deep, deep seated fear of usually being seen or being bullied or being accepted or being loved. Those, you know, the basics of any human desire is, is that to be seen, loved, heard, and acknowledged. Um, and really getting into that and like just doing like a stream of consciousness, like really putting it on the top of your journal and just being like, why am I afraid to show all parts of myself and, and noticing what stories come up and just, and letting your pen just write and write and write and write and write until you have nothing else to say. Um, and that, that is the most, the biggest therapy you could ever do, um, because you hold the key to all of that. And like, you're saying like your own fears of why, you know, you don't want to show up as fully or as like as messy as, as, as you are, um, is maybe, well, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I want to keep the friends that I have. I want to, I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable because I, I want to be the, the, the person for everybody. And then I go, okay, well, why? Like what, what, what's, what's the worst case scenario? If that happens, what's the worst case scenario? You don't have any friends. Is that ultimately true? Like, no, like there's going to be the other oddballs that love you. At the very least, hopefully, if you are blessed enough, you have family that loves you regardless, right? No matter what. Um, so it, it's just, it, it's about like leaning into that. And, and for me, I just always knew like my mini me was like, you know, didn't want to be told who she was or, or, or what role to play. And now it's just honoring the, the heck out of her and, and letting her change her hats, even her style, right? Like just to name something so simple, like it makes us feel comfortable and safe 
to be able to explain ourselves to other people. And that is one of the biggest and easiest ways that we hurt ourselves from expanding. And it can merely even come down to simply the way that you choose to express yourself, even just through your style, right? Or through your beliefs. You know, we love being open-minded for a reason because we want to be adaptable and to change. And it sounds like trivial, but truly one of the hardest things for me to lean into throughout this journey has been like, what does my fashion say about me? And I'm like, wow, like that really bothers me. Why does that bother me so much? And leaning into that and whatnot. Um, but anyways, there's just so much that kind of unravels in this massive topic of conversation, but, um, just kind of coming back to that fear, that big question of like, what am I truly afraid of? And like, what's the worst case scenario, right? Mm -hmm. If I do this, then what? That idea that you were speaking about of, you know, like, am I trying to, give myself a title or, you know, like label myself because it's easier for others. That is like such a great reflection of, you know, like, am I just trying to box myself in because it's going to be easier for other people to understand. And I think that's a really great way to just ask yourself, like, okay, am I doing this for other people? Or am I doing this for me? And when you were talking about with feeling like boxed in almost within acting. Have you read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey? I just started it. I oh just started it. Okay, so <laughs> I won't give too much away, but as okay. you were talking, that's what made me think of. He shares about how, you know, he always got cast in like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, um, yeah. uh, The Wedding Planner, like all those movies where he's like the guy. And yeah. then yeah. he was like, I want to get out of this. I want to feel challenged and I want to grow more, but nobody like saw him outside of that role because he had played that role for so long. And Mm -hmm. he felt like for him to like live out his career the way that he wanted to, he needed to say no to any role that came up that was fitting the old roles that he took and he only wanted to be in like certain films. And that's when like he did Dallas buyers club and then mm-hmm. mud and like all these different things, but he kept saying no, 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 no to all these roles. And he said, that was like when he learned the most about himself and like all that he was capable of because for so long, he felt like he only played this one role. People only saw him as that they didn't really see how like great of an actor he could be. And I, I'm butchering how he talks about it, but I personally, I love the book because I just thought his life was like so interesting and wild and weird. Um, but that is a discussion for an entirely different day. <laughs> um, but so one more thing that I like would like to kind of go in about is because I think this is something that a lot of people go through, especially if you're someone trying to, you know, get your feet wet or launch something and be an entrepreneur is you do experience or you may experience failure at times. And it can be really scary to share that failure. I mean, you were talking about how like you invested in coaches and nothing came from it. And I'm sure other people can relate to that. And your feeling of failure. And that was something that you just had shared on your social media. And I think There's a lot of humility in that because it can be really scary to put yourself out there when you yourself are trying to grow a business and get clients, but actually like not feeling like you're 
as successful as you want to be or where you want to be and that feeling of failure. So when you made the decision to, you know, share that so openly and like very real, like, I guess my question is kind of like, why? Like what made you feel like called to get really vulnerable in that sense? Because I think failure is something that we all experience it, but it's rarely talked about. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it absolutely, absolutely is. Um, I, it, it's funny as you were saying that I, I always get reminded of when I first experienced like my version of failure in life. Um, and that was growing up in, in the theater industry, but this one specific theater that I worked with, if you didn't get cast in a show, this is like way back when they don't do this anymore. But if you didn't get cast in a show, you would get a purple postcard mailed to you. And it would say something along the lines of like, thank you so much for auditioning. You know, um, unfortunately, you know, for this show, like you were you not, you know, chosen, whatever, um, you know, it, it could have had anything to do with, you know, your height or, or the specific look we were looking for or whatever. Right. And I used to get these purple postcards and I used to keep them all and like crumble them up and put them in a drawer in my, in my desk. Um, and I started leaning into this idea of, of failure being something worth celebrating, right? Like we could take any word and, and choose to totally put it on its, put it on its head. And I think failure is, is one of those. Um, and, and I had read like an article once when I was younger and I was really going through it. And I was like really upset that I wasn't getting these, these roles. And somebody said, why don't you start counting the failures instead of counting the wins, right? Like count the fails, count how, like try and aim. This person had said, like, try and aim to not get the role a hundred times this year and set that as your new marker. And anything else that happens in between is, is merely a blessing in disguise, right? Like we have that phrase, like shoot for the moon and then you'll at least land among, among the stars is kind of that, that similar ethos to it. And to me, sharing about like the failure that I've had truthfully came from a place of like, kind of just being really frustrated with this this industry, industry is not really right. The right word, I guess. Yeah. I guess like the coaching, the online coaching industry, um, or not even just the coaching industry, but just like online and like running a business online, whether it's a personal brand or whatnot. Again, it's just, it's so, it's so like fake and like kind of two-faced, um, in some ways, even the people that we love, right. Like nobody's showing us their bank accounts and that's fine. Like we don't need them to, and even brands, like I call out brands all the time for transparency, right. It's just lacking. And, and I think the more that we lean into the fact that transparency is a superpower and that failure is beautiful. Like that's when we'll all begin to feel safer to try the things, to invest in the things, to lean into them. And for me, this process, you know, the one thing that I kind of haven't mentioned is I haven't, you know, in and out of it, I've been journeying through finding safety for within myself, right? Like finding safety and knowing how much credit card debt I have and, and that I did put myself into those situations um, and knowing how much all my expenses are not being able to pay them. Um, and again, it's not something that I'm proud of at all. Like I'm not proud of it at all. But what I am proud of is instead choosing to, to share it and learning how to create safety within my body, right? So finding the thing that I was looking for externally, internally, and 
you know, I think it's like an, I think it's like an ADHD thing and I could totally be, totally be wrong in this, but, um, I, I do in all honesty, get a little bit like a little bit of a hit when I like overshare. And I think that's like a, I think it's a trauma response to a degree. Again, don't quote me on this. Um, but I, I, I do kind of like thrive off of that, like purging notion of sharing that with people and doing it in a way that's like safe and like, as you know, hopefully not as like triggering as possible in like a, a dangerous way. I mean, but in just one, that's like, can look at it from a place of, of, of love and beauty, because the people who are responding to me based off of the, my most recent post, um, were just like, man, like my heart feels that way too, you know? Um, and you know, like, you know, you're so brave for sharing that. And I'm like, well, you're brave for feeling it and for experiencing it. And if no one else is going to talk about it, then you can sure as hell bet on the fact that I'm going to talk about it. You know, I finally landed on, you know, I've had my podcast for like three years off and on different topics and it's called too honest to handle based off of the Netflix show too hot to handle. Um, but it's called too honest to handle because I can't even handle myself sometimes. Um, but I, I think we all, we all want those doses of honesty. And again, going back to those reality TV shows, like Yes, they're, you know, they're, they're all edited and a lot of them are fake. Like literally like these women are plastic, which is unfortunate. Um, but Hey, you do you boo, you look beautiful. Um, but, uh, we, we, we thrive off of that, like blunt, brutal honesty sort of thing when they're just like kind of clawing at each other. And, you know, my mom will even catch herself, like, you know, saying, Oh, well, they make me feel better about my life. You know, my life's not nearly as messy or wow. I wish I could just like let it rip like that, you know? And so there's so many different like parts, like you said, that messiness of us. And to me, I'm like, I, yeah, I want to share my failure after I've sat with it. Right. Like I, I think when we share these sorts of messages, it has to come from a, like an embodied place. And what I mean by that is like a safe place where I'm not getting this like high from oversharing. I'm, I I've sat with it. I've leaned into it. I know what it means for me and I can safely share it, uh, without feeling, um, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking for, uh, looking for anything if that makes sense. Uh, and so I finally came to that place and I said, okay, like I'm ready to ready to share it now. And just since doing that, I've gotten crazy influx of people, um, saying how they feel that way and how they've been feeling that way, but we're way too afraid to even let themselves feel that way. And so, you know, my thing is, well, maybe that's, that's my purpose. And that's, I'm, I'm meant to be, you know, the, the martyr at the front kind of getting poo-pooed on, but that's okay. Um, I'm okay with that because if it means that we kind of like save, save some hearts, save some businesses, save some lives and relationships in that, um, then that's, what's meant to be. And we know the messiest of stories are the ones that have inspired us the most. And the ones that we look back and remember and idolize the most, not that I want to be idolized, but you know, if, if the, the words touch anybody, then. Mm. Then, then I'm, then I'm happy with that. When you, when we decide to show up and share, it really does open up this conversation and gives others permission. And I think sometimes when we show up like really real and vulnerable, someone might not realize that they were experiencing something similar or, you know, they, they can't put the words to it. And then they read what you're sharing and they're like, holy shit. It's exactly what I've been experiencing. That's exactly what I've been feeling. And I haven't been able to put my finger on it, but that is something that Mm -hmm. hits home and resonates with me so much. And it's exactly what you said. It helps other people, I think, then to look within themselves and then go and sit with it and figure out, okay, wait, 
know, why is this resonating with me and look within? And I think that's the beautiful thing about being really honest is sometimes we show up, we share, we're honest and we just need to like, for me, when I do it, it's like, I am just like, I just want to get this off my chest and like, it feels good to just like share. Yeah. And then when I have other people say like, oh my God, that hit home too. It's like, cool. Like I feel connected with you now. And hopefully like you've felt Mm -hmm. like you can then go and reflect with whatever it is that you've been experiencing yourself. Yeah. We're all, all of us humans are merely mirrors for each other. And sometimes they mirror back the things we don't like about ourselves. And that's when we get triggered in that one way. Um, and then we'll often like project, like spew shit back onto the mirror thinking it's, it's going to stick there, but it doesn't. Um, and then oftentimes you, you meet mirrors, uh, humans who mirror back the parts of yourself that you love about yourself, you know? And so I, I always say like, when you, when you feel triggered by something in a way that makes you feel icky or, or upset or angered or whatever, recognize where that is, that's coming, you know, from you. And also when you feel triggered by something in a, um, and like a stir the pot sort of like, oh my gosh, like it's like this compelling thing to move into that person. Know that that's also already within you, right? Like when you look up to somebody for a reason, it's because they're mirroring back the things that you already, um, you may not believe to be true about yourself, but are inherently true about yourself. And when we begin to look at the world and look at each other as merely, again, just like little kids trying to figure it out, holding mirrors to each other. Um, I mean, I think that's like the, the magical potion for every, every problem we have, but, um, but it, it, it becomes a much, uh, I don't know what kind of world it becomes, but, um, I guess just something to kind of, I don't know where I was going with that thought, to be honest with you, but, but it is, it is a beautiful thing. And all, every human that you meet and you, you get to experience is, is truly, um, a mirror being held right, right up to you. And sometimes it blasts you off and, and it's, it's uncomfortable, but sometimes it's just a pure reflection of like how incredible you are. Mm -hmm. This has been such an amazing conversation. And I'm like, first off, for your 24, you said so wise. <laughs> Thank you. Beyond your beyond your young years. Not that I'm that much older. I'm, a, I'm almost a decade older. But not, I'm 31. So yes, not that much. But I think about like where I was when I was your age. And it's cool to hear your insight and the depth. And I think what is really encouraging for me is that I do think more and more people are starting to do the inner work and they're not waiting until they're in their thirties or forties to figure out who they are. It's something that's starting like at a young age, which I think is really cool because for so long, it felt like we all kind of were just like on these like conveyor belts Mm -hmm. and like living life. And then now like real and vulnerability and authenticity and stuff is showing up. And it's cool to see that it's showing up like in all these different like ages, whether you're in college, whether, you know, you're married with kids, wherever you're at, people are realizing like, oh shit, I want to like live my life as me and like, what's aligned with me. And I love that I've gotten connected with a few people that are in their early twenties. And it's such a cool thing to just hear humans, women, men taking care of themselves and doing what they need to for them. So I'm very grateful for this conversation. 
Um, my last question for you, which is one of my favorites is what is the ripple that you want to create? Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Um, the ripple that I want to create, I want to keep it as like concise as possible, even though like we just spent the last hour talking about how nothing is concise at all. Um, I think the ripple is to kind of go back to that mirror analogy to, to purely just be like the most potent mirror for people. Um, and I know like, you know, I can already hear my voice inside being like, but what about, you know, that big pipeline dream you have for mental health and children education? I was like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to get there. She's asking what ripple I want to make. Right. Um, and, and so truly at the very end of the day is to, 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 to do that, to be that mirror, um, to show people that, that, that their, their biggest purpose here is, is to be here for love and to do it their own way. Um, and, and if that means that I have to like stir the pot and make some waves and I, I feel like I'm more than equipped to do so sign me up, put me in coach. Um, because it's everything that you said is so perfect. And, um, I actually just got this Bible verse tattooed, um, on me last week. And it's, um, the, 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 the short version of it is, you know, do not be conformed by the pattern of this world but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's exactly what you're saying, right? The conveyor belt, like why, like, why are you on the conveyor belt? Nobody wants you to be like truly deeply, right? Right. The people who are off the conveyor belt don't want you to be on it. Um, there's so much out there. They're waiting for you and you have control. Nobody else does. Like you have to be the one to end this podcast and go and do something and take the action from it. You know, mm. I, 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 I hope that my ripple is never just to be an inspiration, but to be, you know, the kick in the bum. I like to call myself like Gary V with a mix of Tinkerbell. You know what I mean? Like I want to inspire you and, and show you the pixie dust of, of the, of what the world has to offer, but also to kick you in the butt, um, to, to take advantage of all the things you have and the resources you have and the love and that you and compassion that you have for others and use it on yourself and whatnot. We could go on, but my ripple is to, is to be a mirror, to be the biggest, brightest, darn, most uncomfortable and loving mirror that you could ever find. Um, because when I do that, then that means that other people can go out and live out their purpose. Um, that is stuff that, that we need, whether it's legit, like in the medical and technical space, right. Where it's, it's just be the best, the best mom ever, or the best husband ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's my ripple. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Incredible. This has been such a good conversation and where can the listeners find you? Of course I am on Instagram. So at Serena Abalian. And then of course my podcast, which is too honest to handle. Wait, I've been, I said your first name wrong. Oh no, you're good. And there's so many different pronunciations of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we just made it all the way through the podcast you didn't correct me on it no it's all. okay there's a bunch of different ways to pronounce it you're good all right just checking <laughs> I will link all of this in the show notes and thank you again I'm so happy Nikki got us connected and I cannot yes. wait for everyone to listen to the podcast until next time let's go out and start creating ripples